Welcome to the Bookkeeper's Voice, an informative and entertaining podcast for bookkeepers who love small business. Each week, Amy Hook explores new ideas and shares real-life stories along with inspiring guests from both inside and outside the bookkeeping industry. Every episode will leave you with a fresh perspective along with industry-specific tips and insights to help your business and your clients' businesses thrive. Uh, good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me today. Today, I'm here, um, as promised, with uh, someone very, uh, yes, very special, someone who's really been part of my journey, um, which is Kate Toon. So thank you for joining me, Kate. Hello, lovely to be here. Thank you. Yeah, no worries, no worries. So just to give everyone a little bit of Kate's um, bio. So uh, Kate, you're a writing entrepreneur. You're calling yourself um, a coach and speaker and author and podcaster as well. So you've got a few things going on there, but you're running a digital education business specializing in SEO and copywriting, which is how I met you. And so, yeah, so basically I just wanted to get you on today and like kind of boast about you a little bit. I hope you don't mind. Oh, it's horrible. Please stop. No. Oh. <laughs> That's so good. Um, yeah, so Kate, we basically, I came across you um, when you were doing your, you're doing your SEO, recipe for SEO success course. And I'd had my eye on that for a little while. And then the timing just became right to jump into that. But initially it was that I'd set up a website for my business and I started generating bookkeeping leads. Well, not that I called them leads back then, but I grew my business off of my own website, but it was a total fluke. I don't know how I did it. I don't know what I did to my SEO to make it work, but people were calling me or filling out my contact form. And so I'd spotted you somewhere, um, somewhere along the way. I don't even know how I found you. Maybe I Googled something and a blog popped up. And I thought, oh, this, you know, this chick knows what she's doing in the world of SEO. I think I need some tips <laughs> um, to figure out how to actually make the website do that on purpose. And, you know, we'd started developing websites for bookkeepers along that road. And I thought, well, I can't make websites that don't actually help bookkeepers to grow their business. So if I can't figure it out with it, I gave myself like a 12 month deadline and said, if I can't get these websites bringing in clients, then I really don't have any business making websites and I'm going to get out of here sort of thing. So I came to do your course and, and that's sort of where. And um, the rest is history. The rest. And I love, I love that. Cause I remember, yeah, when you, when you started like your website had gone boom and it was like, how did I do that? And I want and I, but I loved your honesty that you wanted to be able to replicate that for your clients, give them your success, give them your yeah. SEO success. Exactly. Um, which a lot of, you know, WordPress developers website. <laughs> I love Sorry. it. That's real life. Real life. <laughs> Sorry, guys. A lot of website developers kind of put, say that they understand SEO, but they really, really don't. And they're doing the absolute basics. And then yeah. people are coming on my course and going, oh, but I paid extra for that SEO package. Mm -hmm. And it's, not there's nothing there you know so yeah I, I thought that was great that you came and had that kind of ethical approach very yeah good. yeah exactly and I mean as soon as I got stuck in into the course like I, I learned so much from that that I still use like every single week <laughs> like, oh. yeah so um it just I don't know very practical what I learned but very insightful it kind of joined a lot of the dots yeah because for me 
I thought SEO was like this completely mysterious thing. Like to me, SEO felt like something, it's sort of like almost like magic. Like you need yeah. to know some secret formula and, um, but only very special people can figure it out. And I didn't think I was one of those people. And so when I started to do a program, I thought, okay, it's actually quite logical. And there are things that you can do to influence Google. <laughs> and there to- are. There yeah. are. There's no magic juju. I think that's really important. Yes. I just want to apologize to your lovely listeners because you said it's like you're having a chat. And at the moment, everything is going on in my little toon cave in my back garden. Doorbells are ringing, <laughs> dogs are barking, <laughs> phones are ringing. So I do apologize if you just thought you heard your own doorbell ringing. No, it was mine. So sorry. Oh, yeah, I did hear a little ping, but I thought it was the message from the person that oh. just answered the call. So it's all good. It's all good because literally, I think. 10 minutes before we jumped on these council guys who never <laughs> cut the bushes outside they just decided to come along so there was like blowers and and there was like a little bell ringing out there too awesome so, you gotta love it but i have checked now that my phone is on okay. silent so mine, mine is too now i'm very sorry <laughs> That's really good really good so i think a really probably a really good place to start would be just to kind of go back to basics because yeah. seo some people listening might not even know what SEO means. Yeah. So we could just do a little bit of a back Yeah, let's start at the beginning. Like, what yeah. is SEO? I mean, the acronym stands for search engine optimization, which isn't particularly helpful. But yeah. really, I like to refer to it as kind of the art of making Google fall in love with your website. <laughs> um, think of it like The Bachelor. You know, he's got 20 different websites to choose from. What's going to make him choose your website to put at the top of the results when someone types in a relevant phrase? So someone's typing in bookkeeper Wollongong. You want to be the first person at the top of the results. What does Google want? And it's Google's fairly fussy, but fairly practical. So it's got about 200 or so things on its checklist that it wants from a website. And that might sound overwhelming, but most of them are common sense. And most of them reflect human needs. So when I go to a website, would I rather have a website that takes three seconds to load or 30 seconds to load? Mm -hmm. Uh, Would I rather hit a web page that's just full of big, heavy images and animation or a website that has an explanation of what services are offered? Um, And it goes on like that. You know, do I want a website that looks really good on a mobile device? Yeah. Uh, Do I want a website that's secure and going to encrypt my information when I send it? Yeah. Well, Google wants all those things too. So like you said, there is no magic juju. Um, It's simply a case of understanding what's on Google's bachelor love list and checking those (laughs) things off and being aware that some things are more important than others. So for example, speeding up your site really important. It's going to have a big impact. It could move you from page seven of the results to page one. Updating the file names on your images is important, but it's not going to move the needle as much. So there is method to the madness. There is a formula. But the other thing that's really important to say right from the get-go to anyone listening that thinks, oh, it's just too overwhelming and I can't do it, is that there are no secrets. Google tells us what they want us to do. Um, And even the SEO people who are emailing you saying they've got this magic solution for X amount a month, they don't know anything that is not freely freely available on the internet. It's just that they, like anybody, have studied it, they've worked out the way of doing it, and they're offering it to you as a package. But there's no secret that they know that you will never know, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Yeah, that's so good. I mean, 
as bookkeepers, we do love formulas. So that's, that's good to hear. <laughs> that's good to hear. And um, yeah, so with, um, oh gosh, my husband, William, so he works with me now and I've sort of taught him a bit of what I learned from you. And he, he actually does the initial keyword plan now. Uh, we still use your template actually. So he does the initial keyword plan. Um, and then, you know, when we're putting together a new website, and but he's obsessed with site speed like i remember when he first started getting into it and he'd always send me like screenshots of different like you know he'd test our client sites and send them to me and i'm like oh my gosh like that's totally your thing yeah, quite, i think it's a boy thing it's a boy thing I was they like, love that. but also it's very black and white you know and i know yeah. you know like it's an accountant uh, yes. state of mind you know you want all the figures to add up at the bottom of the column you know yeah. and the good thing about technical seo is it is very black and white either mm -hmm. your site is fast or slow it gets yep. a bit harder when we move into more of the creative side of seo the content writing mm. the link building because that's a bit more subjective. When people say write great content, what <laughs> you think of as great content and what I think of as great content are very different. Whereas site yeah. speed, it's either three seconds or five seconds. You see what I mean? So that uh -huh. appeals to those left brainers. You know? Left brain, yes, exactly, exactly. And so, um, yeah, and so you actually, you actually made a good point there as well. So, because um, you, you, you mentioned technical SEO. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming that means there's other types of yeah, there's, yes. like, there's like three, three elements to SEO. Yeah. The first element is the tech. So yeah. that's what puts most people off and makes them think I can't do it. But mm -hmm. it's in fact, A, once you've, it's very black and white. So yeah. it's yes or no. So there's no subjectivity. And B, once it's done, you never have to do it again. Yay. So it's like, it's a bit painful. You have to rip that bandaid off. That's things like, where do you host your website? You know, mm. is it a good host, good quality? Is it fast? What platform have you built your website on? Have you built it on WordPress or Squarespace or Shopify? Um, then it's things like, you know, how does your site look on a mobile? Is it responsive? Does it change? How fast your site is? Can you access all the pages? And there's a few more like extra techie bits that we won't go into today, like schema yeah. and AMP. But the great thing about technical SEO is more and more it's being baked into the platforms so what i mean by mm. that is if you build a wordpress site they have solved a lot of the technical seo problems that five years ago you'd have to fix yourself because they understand that the average business person doesn't really want to be getting in there and fiddling around with site speed that if you buy a supposedly seo friendly website platform you expect that to already work mm -hmm. not that you then have to fix it so yeah. technical seo is getting easier to a degree there's less for us to do yeah. um, the other two parts of seo are really content so that's yeah. the the stuff on your site the words the images the videos the audio files you know the keywords that you choose writing for your audience all that kind of good stuff yeah. and, and that's what you call on on page right? you can call that on page yeah but content could be on page and off page because it's also about True. content that you do on other people's site so just producing content yes and, and it could be content on socials content in emails but content yeah. and then the third piece is backlinks so backlinks mm -hmm. are when, you know, when, when, when this podcast goes live, Amy will put my bio up and she'll link yep. to my website yep. and Google will look at that as a little tick of approval. It will go, Amy's mm -hmm. website's pretty cool. And she's given some love to Kate with a link. So I'm going to send a bit of that love down the link to Kate's site. And I, it's kind of SEO juice. Yes. So the more links that you have, the better but they have to be from high quality relevant sites. There's no point getting links from, you know, 
Russian, dodgy Russian websites and, you know, uh, dodgy Chinese blog forums. They have to be, you know, a link from one accountant to another accountant or from an accountant to a bookkeeper is going to be worth a lot more yes. than a link from your mum's cat blog about cats. <laughs> you know? Yes. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. So three elements, really technical content and links. Yep. Great. And so I think probably, I think probably talking about content is going to be the most interesting for everybody. Um, So it, it, I mean, it's good. I think bookkeepers are, you know, they, when they come to us to ask for their website done, they often will ask us, do you develop the content or do you, do you do the content? They might say that. So they're, they're down with the lingo now. So they, they're referring to it as content. Most of our customers are. And so, um, We've got, I mean, really bookkeepers, they always, we always sort of joke about how like copywriters are words people and bookkeepers are numbers people. And um, sometimes there's not a lot of crossover in kind of both directions. Um, Sometimes there is, thankfully, I don't know why I got the words and numbers (laughs) both kind of in my brain. But um, what, what I try and do is help, help them to be able to write all of the things that they would love to be able to say but find it difficult to find the words yeah, like like themselves but better sort of thing yeah yeah, I, yeah exactly I mean look I think being very specific about bookkeepers mm. it's very important to understand who your audience is when it comes yeah. to being a bookkeeper and to talk to your audience not to talk to other bookkeepers so one of the first things I do on the course as you'll remember <laughs> is that I say you know what makes you special you know all bookkeepers can balance books. All bookkeepers can set up zero. All bookkeepers can reconcile payments and raise Oh my gosh, books. you would be so surprised. But anyway, I'm doing yeah, a few rescue wanna... jobs at the moment, but in general, yep. Yeah, yeah. But those are kind of generic services that all bookkeepers can Exactly. Offer. So to try, the main thing that you're going to have to try and do as a bookkeeper is to stand out, is to differentiate. What mm. makes you special? So it's really important to, because obviously if we go to Google and we type in the word bookkeeper, it's going to bring back thousands of results. We can narrow that down by adding location because a lot of people want a bookkeeper where they live. But these days, a lot of people don't Don't care care where you are. So location doesn't become a niching factor. So then we have to narrow it down even further. Maybe we could talk about the type of platforms you work on. You're a zero bookkeeper. You're an MYOB bookkeeper. Mm -hmm. Then again, it's not that differential. So you have to go into adjective land. You know, are you an affordable bookkeeper? Are you a friendly bookkeeper? Are you a, an online bookkeeper? Are you a bookkeeper specifically for female entrepreneurs or for mm-hmm. builders and tradies? Mm-hmm. Because you're, that's the only way you're going to differentiate because yeah. every bookkeeper website, it's impossible. You know, you build lots of them. I help a lot of copywriters. Mm. There's a lot of cliches. They all look the same. They're all blue. <laughs> They've all got a picture of a calculator. Calculator. Oh my calculator God, yes. in the hand we are a calculator free zone at savvy we refuse we're like if you want a calculator on your website you have to go to one of our computers. yeah but it's the same cliche <laughs> with copywriters so like you know lots of copywriters they'll call themselves their website it'll be the typewriter and their website will be like the right words or words for you or yep. you know right for you and it's like a big yep. thing that's really happening in, in 2020 in, in, yep. in marketing and SEO is the move towards personal branding. Mm-hmm. The, uh, bookkeepers, even if they're introverted and like to hide behind their computer, 
they have to try and get their name out there because ranking for bookkeeper Wollongong or even MYOB bookkeeper Wollongong or even affordable MYRB bookkeeper for in Wollongong for tradies. Yep. It's still difficult to compete for that, Mm -hmm. but ranking for Amy hook bookkeeper, it's so much easier Mm. because it just, because your name, hopefully it's relatively unique. If you're called Jane Smith, you're in trouble. Um, But if if you, if you can, you know, what I want is not for people to be typing in SEO course. I want them to be typing in Kate Toon or Kate Toon SEO course. And Mm. that's all about putting content out there that builds your brand and connects your name with what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Yep. It's so good. And so, yeah, there was a, well, there was a couple of good points in there. I'm just thinking which, (laughs) which path um, to take on that. So you mentioned a little bit earlier about good quality content and I, well, actually the funny thing that there was a couple of things that you were saying about differentiating yourself and that sort of thing. And I was thinking to myself, oh my gosh, I thought I was so original, but probably a lot of the things I say, you know, you know, to our audience or to our clients is stuff that I've learned from you. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's actually like some of the, you know, some of the things that I actually teach them. And I love one of your sayings that, um, that it's, um, to write for the write for humans, not for Google, like humans first and yeah. Google second kind of thing. Yeah. So. It's so important. I, I think often when you sit down to write SEO copy, and for those listening to the podcast, I'm doing air fingers, a little quote mark, SEO. Yep, yep. <laughs> There's a tendency to go, oh, well, I need to shove the word bookkeeper in and I need to, you know, write in this oddly staccato robotic way. Mm. And you don't need to do that. You, you know, your first point, which is why it's useful that I was a copywriter in my previous life, is your first point should be think about what are the main pain points someone has when they're approaching for you? What pain points are you solving? Mm. Um, and you need to reflect those back to the customer. So, you know, are you tired of trying to balance your zero? Are you confused about what blah, 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 blah? Do you hate mm. numbers? And does mm. class give you the heebie-jeebies? Those, <laughs> there'll be three or four things that all of your customers have. And yeah. then you just show that you are the solution. And mm. you, you know, when we talk about good quality content in this day and age, it's content that solves problems. It's content that's conversational. So it sounds mm-hmm. like something you would say. So the best tip I can give you is to read out your content. You know, when we speak, we talk in long sentences that go on and on and on. And then we talk a short sentence, then a long sentence, short. You know, whereas lots of mm-hmm. web copy is just long sentence, long sentence, long mm-hmm. sentence. Yeah. You know, when we talk, we talk in a way that's easy to understand. We often use plain English, but when we write, we can tend to overly complex, make our language overly complex because we're trying to sound professional and knowledgeable. Yeah. Um, so things like readability, there's a great little tool that I recommend on the course called the Hemingway app, which is yes. free. Um, yeah. That just shows you if you've, you've been overly verbose in, in your copy. Um, <laughs> And, you know, there's other tools like Cliche Finder. So if you find yourself using a lot of cliche, you know. Oh, wow, I love that. Yeah, lots of idiom finder. Lots of people think that they're terrible writers. Yes. The goal at the end of the day is not to be Shakespeare or to be Don Draper, you know, Mm. writing top level advertising content. Mm. Goal is to be relatable. Yep. you know, and practical. Mm-hmm. I don't go to a bookkeeper expecting them to have the most eloquent, elegant copy on their website, no. but I want them to clearly explain what they do, yes. who they do it for, how they do it, and why they do it better than anybody else. Yeah, you know, that's what I want, and I want to see a picture of the person I'm going to mm-hmm. be working with. That's a big one, isn't it? I yeah. want to know what their credentials are. I want to see who they've worked with before. 
And I want to see people like me who had similar problems to me that they solved. So, you know, if there's a person on there that's like, you know, maybe a woman of my age, roughly, that's got a business that's quite like mine, mm. that came with a, a scrambled bookkeeping situation and you fixed it, boom, mm. I'm yours. You know, yes. reviews are hugely powerful. We need to use those a lot as well. So, yeah, yeah I don't think the goal is to be, you know, the next specs writer. The goal is to just be practical and make sure your copy's readable and enjoyable, you yeah. know? Yeah, exactly. Um, I remember when I was first making my website and I thought, well, I'll, I'll have a little bit of a sneak to see what other bookkeepers are doing on their website so I can get some inspiration. And it was, that was actually what gave me the inspiration to start what I'm doing with Savvy because I saw the websites and I was like, oh my gosh, they're all the same. Like what I started to notice is that um, and I, I didn't know of it as a, like a value proposition or any marketing mm. lingo back then. But what I saw was this value proposition that's super generic, which is we take care of the bookkeeping so that you can get on with your business or so that you can have your weekends back or like it was sort of very, like very broad and very yeah. overarching. And then when, once I started to actually do the designs for, um, for bookkeepers, they'd come in and I'd say, okay, so who's your target market? And they'd be like, Everyone. oh, yeah, like anyone, as long as their turnover is between 50000 and like, you know, $10 million, any industry, any age group. And I was like, okay, so basically every business owner in Australia. So that's yeah. not really... Anyone with a credit card and a pulse. That's pretty... Yes, much. exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's the joke, isn't it? So, <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, yeah, so they, it, and so from there, it kind of evolved into, I really realized that I had to actually coach them through this process so that they can figure out like, who is this mysterious target market? And there's huge, there's huge range. You know, I've worked with different bookkeepers <clears throat> yeah. and you know, my business is quite, I wouldn't say necessarily unique, but I'm not, I'm not a solo person. Cause so you could be, you could niche with freelancers. Yeah. who have their own particular challenges, you know, lots of chasing up invoices, lots of small amounts. Yeah. You know, someone like me, I need someone that understands Stripe and PayPal and how to yeah. integrate them with Xero. I have hundreds and hundreds of small payments going through that need to be reconciled. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I have integrations with WooCommerce and ActiveCampaign. Um, you know, I have three different lines of business you know, yes. and, I'm, and I'm very online and very digital that's not all bookkeepers aren't going to be right for me. So yeah. they need to find the language and the words that someone like me would type into Google. Yes, you know, exactly. I might type in bookkeeper who understands online business, you know, bookkeeper mm -hmm. who can, who, who's worked with people who has, who have e-courses, yes. you know, like you work, you don't think that's a search term, but what happens with search mm -hmm. is that, you know, you type in bookkeeper, you don't get the result you want. You just keep on adding words to mm -hmm. your keyword phrase until yes. you find what you want, don't you? You yeah. don't click to the second page. Who does that? Nobody. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, it's really good. Like, I mean, a few years ago I did, I did, I felt like I kind of looked at these websites and I thought, okay, well, I've learned what not to do. But I think since then there has been an improvement. And like, I'd like to think that we've played a part in that. And when, when I say we, I mean, myself, but also armed with the knowledge that I've learned from you, you know, I think that, you know, I definitely want to give you a little oh, bit more credit there. And I, yeah, <laughs> because, yeah, I mean, when I first started all of this sort of stuff, like I didn't know what any of it meant and to be able to just, you know, and also I think even just looking at your own, your websites and how you present your business, I love the way that you've, I love the way that you've branded yourself in that, you know, you show 
um, is, you know, you show your personality and you make jokes and you relate to people. And, you know, like obviously you wrote your book, The um, Misfit Entrepreneur, which I, I did, yeah. I loved. And you're wheeling away somewhere. <laughs> Where are you going? I'm sorry. She's um, answering the door. <laughs> Real life. <laughs> I have a, I have my dog in the office, my chief fairy <laughs> officer, my CFO. Oh, someone's at the door now. <laughs> and he had, to, he had to go out. Yeah, um, it's, it's been a real journey for me, personal branding, especially in SEO. I've literally just seen someone today who's come mm. out with a, an SEO course and they've used the chef analogy like mm. I have. You know, mm. So they've literally, I mean, I don't think that they couldn't have been aware of me. They, they were probably aware of me and they've tried yeah. to emulate it. Yes. And it's it's really hard to differentiate in, in this market. I mean, there are hundreds of bookkeepers. There are hundreds of people offering mm. SEO. Yes. And at the end of the day, we all do similar things. I mean, you talked about there's a huge range. Of course mm -hmm. there is. But at the end of the day, all you've really got is you, your quirks, your individuality, and yeah. all of that that you can show. You know, like it's like someone can copy the chef analogy. They can copy my colors, my brand, or whatever. They can't emulate they me. They can't be you. Yeah, that's so right. The more that I use me in my marketing, the more the more I, I can relax because it's, it's me. And either you like me or you don't. I mean, not everyone's going to like you and that can be quite difficult to get over. But yeah, it just makes life a lot easier if you can use Definitely. your personal self as your brand, you know? Definitely, exactly. And I mean, I mean, have you personally, like, like in, in developing your on, online brand and your presence and everything, did you actually, I, I don't know, like how did you... Yeah, I guess we're kind of getting a little bit personal here, but how did you actually, like, what was the journey that you went on to kind of, like, did you go through a season of finding your voice or having to get more confident or? Oh yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I've been doing this now for nearly 12 years and the first three or four, I had a, you know, I started my business when my baby was in my tummy. I was five mm -hmm. months pregnant. Mm -hmm. So the first three or four years, I literally was just trying to get through the day. There was no kind of thoughts about branding and stuff, no. <laughs> you know, and then when my son but through that, you know, you're posting content. You do, the more you write, whether yeah. you think you're a good writer or not, the, the more you get good at writing. It's yes. like anything, you know? So yeah. I would, you know, I was finding that certain posts were getting engagement and certain ones weren't. Certain mm. jokes were resonating and some were falling flat. You start to kind of get used to your material, like a stand-up comedian or something. What makes the audience eyes light up and what makes them, you know, die inside. So yeah. then at about when my son was about five or six and went off to school, I had a little bit more time. I don't think you have any more time, but there's a bit of a mental shift that you've yes. moved to a new phase. And that's when I launched my two businesses properly, the recipe for SEO success and the clever copywriting school. And, and I'd launched them as brands to keep them separate from me, which was a bit of a mistake I realize now. And I'm kind of bringing everything back to the Kate Toon brand, but yeah, yes, it took a lot of confidence to start marketing myself as myself, warts and all flaws and all to start mm. sharing my bad stuff. Cause I do share my failures as well, but yeah. not to share too much bad stuff as a line. That's right. You know? um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you know, I've had my fair share of haters and trolls and nasty comments. And in the early days, they each one would make would make me like real and, and lose a day of worrying about why this person in a garage and you know whoop whoop was writing this nasty comment. Whereas now I just screen grab them and share them on social media and don't care. <laughs> Um, that, but it does it takes it's take it's been a definite journey i'm going to use yeah. the word journey um, mm. towards having a personal brand that i'm confident about and yeah. that's 
also been a journey personal personally as well it's not just yeah. business because yeah. what i want to be is i want to be the same wherever i turn up whether it's in the google search results on facebook mm. or in real life or here now yeah i don't want you to be like god kate's really different when you talk to her in real life you know she's she seems quite nice online and you meet her and she's horrible you know you don't <laughs> want that so yeah. uh, it's hard and i'm sure there'll be people listening going i don't have a personality i'm not funny i can't mm. think of it you don't need to be funny no. You don't need to be extrovert. You just need to be you. Like if you're right. mad into hedgehogs, talk about <laughs> accounting and bookkeeping, but also talk about hedgehogs. Show yeah. people some insight into your real life. It doesn't need to be deeply personal stuff. Yeah, that's right. Something. Give me something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so, and, and you said some, uh, well, actually, I mean, I'm si sitting here looking at your, um, sub the subtitle of your book, which is How to Succeed in Business Despite Yourself. Yes. And so, I mean, I, yeah, I love that book. It was, it's very funny, very real and just, but also good to see, you know, obviously it wasn't an SEO book. It's a book about no. your journey as a business owner. And, you know, I mean, you're quite transparent about you know about your journey what a muppet i've been yeah <laughs> it's, it's 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 it was a permission book really because i've mm. not done any of the things that you're really supposed to do in terms of being a grown-up yes. business person business plan you know like scaling hiring staff yep. you know getting a, a proper office you know having strategy for my social media developing a brand guideline yep. you know i made my logos on canva in two minutes do you know yep. what i mean i made my first logo for recipe for success in powerpoint you know, yep. like, it, it, and I launched it and it was imperfect and flawed and I've improved on it. Mm -hmm. So the book, the, the book is definitely about how you don't have to do what everyone else is doing. Yeah. And, and that it can be hard in our industry because we're all looking at this shiny example of the beautifulness that people are putting out there to see through it and know that that person is in their undies behind their computer having a bad day, just like you are, but they're yeah. just not showing it. I think there needs to be more showing of you in your undies not literally <laughs> not literally figuratively yeah show your and hashtag show your undies not yeah that's well. right <laughs> maybe not <laughs> so yeah i love it uh, yeah i love it because i think as business owners there's so much pressure to be a certain way and especially i mean i guess it's like that in any industry but as yeah. bookkeepers you know someone will say hey like i just i mean our whole thing is so our shoes and handbags are like the software platforms that we use, like the different, you know, the different integrations and zero add-ons, like we get very excited about those. Yeah. And so what happens is, you know, someone will come along and say, oh, I just set up this platform and everyone's like, oh, oh, do I need that? Do I need that? And, the, you know, it's very tempting to kind of run off in all directions, but being able to kind of, yeah, just slow that down a little bit and not have to have everything and, you know, and then through that, like you said, just, learn it's actually is it's funny how being in business is sort of a journey of learning to be yourself I don't know oh, why like that's the epiphany it's it totally <laughs> is and the reason why a lot of businesses fail is because I think a lot of people are are not comfortable with themselves you yeah. know especially if it's your own business sitting on your own every day in a small office and motivating yourself to do the do yeah. despite the highs and lows is incredibly mm. incredibly difficult and we don't give ourselves enough credit for mm. what we do that's why people go and work for the man because you can just turn up and do your job and or not do your job and coast and no one notices. Yeah. Um, so there needs to be more recognition of the challenges of running mm -hmm. a small business. Yeah. It's really, really difficult to continually yeah. put yourself out there, be inventive, stay across 
all the new developments but not get shiny object syndrome <laughs> to stay true to yourself to yep. do the do it's really yep. really challenging yeah it is it is and so yeah okay so um you know once you know like who your who your content is for so yes. we call it a target market but it's really like who are the humans or the who are the people that are going on your website um that you i mean obviously all sorts of people get end up on our website but we don't want everyone who's coming on our website to actually call us right like we don't want yeah there's some people you want to scare there's some people you want to scare them off you know yeah good good marketing is as much about um repelling as it is about attracting yeah. um, but you'll not do that if you're vanilla like if you just say oh, i'm a bookkeeper and i work with anybody then you're not going to appeal to anybody because yeah. i don't i don't want a generic bookkeeper i want a bookkeeper that understands my specific problems and pain points yeah and you know the pain points and specific problems of a window cleaner who needs a bookkeeper are very different to an entrepreneur who needs a they're very different yeah and i want to feel that you get that um and you know so yes it can feel scary to niche down with your mm. keywords with your content with your brand yeah. but you know we pay more for specialists you know, you don't pay much for a GP, but if you want to go to a brain surgeon, you're paying top dollar, you will wait, you will do whatever they tell you to do because yeah. you respect them for being a, an expert in their field. Mm -hmm. If you don't choose a field, how can you be an expert? Exactly. You know, you have to choose that field, I think. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so, I, yeah, I think, I think it's really good. Like, I mean, some bookkeepers, some bookkeepers just use their website as an online brochure and some are actually looking to generate leads online and i think regardless the content still matters because once they get on the website you want to you know you want them to be able to connect with you and see that you can do what they need um it's, it's quite and, an intimate relationship i mean really a bookkeeper gets to see all your dirty financial laundry yeah you know, they can see every transaction you made and if you know one of these people who've got a messy account system where your personal and your business is all linked in or whatever they're yeah. going to see that you bought this at liquor land and this at yeah. whatever you know they so you know the no like and trust factor yes which is huge in market in, in seo we call it eat expertise authority and trust yeah. building that up is crucial I want to see your face. I want to know who you are. I'm going to, even if your website is a brochure, before I hire you, even if you've been recommended by someone I know, what, what's the first thing I'm going to do? I'm going to Google you. Yeah. I'm going to Google your name. If you don't come up on the first page, I'm going to be like, that's a bit weird. If I go to your website and it's out of date and has no new content on it, that's mm. a bit weird. If I can't see your face, if your LinkedIn profile is out of date, if you're not on Facebook or, you know, I want social proof. I want to know that you really are Susan Jones in, you know, Newcastle, not some, uh, we, you know, not some front for some Indian, uh, you know, Fiverr account, you know, I need that social proof and that there's lots of touch points for that, you know, not just your website, but Google reviews, LinkedIn, true local, you know, and we were going to talk about Google my business, weren't we? We should probably cover that as well <laughs> yes that's right and i've actually muted myself because those hedge cutters are back yeah, outside you they're making hear, so much noise but i don't hear. know can you hear it no nah. no nah, i'm hoping that i've got a good enough microphone that it filters it's working it out. well it's baby <laughs> probably just gonna um yeah so um okay so uh yeah so yeah google my business we can chat about that and reviews is another good one to chat about um and 
what did I, oh my gosh, that hedge guys made me, <laughs> distracted me. You just go for it. I'll just give it back to you. And Okay. Well, Google My Business, I think, I think a lot of people might not have heard of it, but it's a free platform that Google provides you. So if you just go to Google My Business, you can set up an account using the details that you've used for Gmail or YouTube. And what it allows you to do is almost create like a little landing page for your business uh, connected with a, an address. Now, some people don't have a physical address that they want to share online. If you do, it's great. Like try to have a physical address. You yes. know, people are like, oh, I don't want people showing up. People won't show up. Or I don't want people to know where I live. People can find that out pretty easily these days. <laughs> so um, you put your address in. If you don't want to put your address in, you can say that you service particular postcodes. You don't have to yes. have your physical address on the internet. You'll have to put your address in to get a postcard that comes to you, but you can mm -hmm. choose whether that's displayed or not. And then you get a whole page where you can describe your services, share photos of your business, put opening hours in, and most importantly, get reviews. So you'll see if you go and type in copywriter Sydney or something like that, you'll see that I pop up. And I think right now I've got about 230 reviews. The person underneath me has about 30. Now, 30 is pretty good, but if you could choose someone that's got 230 re positive reviews or 30, which one are you gonna, you're going to choose? You're probably mm. going to go with the one and you're definitely going to read those reviews. Mm. You know, people, I, I will, if, before I do anything, if, before I book a hotel, I'll read the hotel's description, not believe a word of it. I'll jump yeah. straight to the reviews <laughs> and I'll start to read. Do you, you start, do you I've got to ask you this. I've always wondered this. I've never asked anybody. Do you read the five-star reviews or the one-star reviews? I read, I read the one-star. <laughs> Same. I, one -star I was thinking. Five. I, but the thing is, I often, but I read them with a pinch of salt as well because the one-star That's star right. Reviews, it's the, also three, the threes you want to maybe take. Yeah. A and also you can click on the person reviewing and often the people who leave one-star reviews always leave they one leave one on everybody yeah. <laughs> but I do read them and there's some stat that says you know 75 or so percent of people will believe an online review even if they don't know the person right yeah um, and you know people are frightened of reviews and, and allowing that to be out there mm. the thing is people are talking about your business and your brand mm -hmm. whether you like it or not and yep. what you want to be is you want to be in the room when they're talking about it <laughs> and by not having Google my business, someone is leaving a review for you somewhere. Someone's on a forum telling people what they think of you. Mm. Google my business gives you the opportunity to respond yep. and then they can't respond to your response. So even if someone on your bookkeeping page says, this was the worst bookkeeping experience of yep. my life, this happened and this happened, you can respond to that in a way that really builds your brand. So you can yes. say, Hey Sue, I'm really sorry that you had a bad experience as you'll remember. We talked about it on the phone several times. I offered yeah. you a refund. You didn't yeah. want that. Blah, mm. blah, blah. So you can tell your side of the story, but you can also finish off with, but if you have any questions or problems, please call me directly yeah. on this number. I want to do everything. I and people read that response. Well, that's right. They can see that you're even showing respect to somebody who's just completely Being tried to rude. repeat the threads exactly. and they, yeah. But what, what happens with Google, you know, like we know that we have an environmental footprint through the world. Yeah. We have a Google footprint. Every time you are mentioned on the online, um, Google starts to build up a picture of who you are and what you do and what you're known for. So, you know, the, the name Amy Hook, if I type it in, maybe there's a famous Amy Hook who does this, but if I type in Amy Hook bookkeeper, you know, your name will be, a men maybe if it's not even linked to you, you might not even be aware of it. That's why we should Google ourselves. You'll have been mentioned here, there, everywhere. You should be aware of that. You should set up something called Google Mentions so that every time your name is, if it's a peculiar name, is mm. mentioned, you get an alert for that. Um, and, and, and all of that is contributing to Google thinking, 
if someone's looking for Amy Hook Bookkeeper, this must be the person they're looking for. This is the website I'm going to show. Um, and that's what we want. We're building up that expertise, authority and trust. So um, it's really important to get your Google My Business set up, get those reviews. They don't improve your ability to rank, but they do improve people's likelihood to click through to your website. Yeah. And relevant people. As you said, we don't want any traffic. We want relevant traffic. We want... Yeah conversion traffic so this is the one most important question when you go and see an seo consultant if you decide to outsource or a web developer you shouldn't be going them saying i want to rank number one for mm. this phrase that's not the goal at no. all the goal is i'm making this much money now and i'd like to be making this much money yeah, how it. do i do that how many more people do i need to get to my site what's my conversion rate exactly. how can i get more relevant people and then make them convert you could be ranking position four and achieve that. It doesn't matter. You yes, know? So, yes yeah. that's right. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, but I mean, because engaging someone to do SEO is obviously a scary thing for any business owner because I guess because SEO providers are kind of, they do get a bit of a bad rap because of, you know, there's, there's lots of dodgy providers, especially overseas. Like, I mean, as soon as we set up someone's new website, the first thing that happens is they start getting all these spam messages from SEO providers saying, I've looked at your website and it's really bad. And, um, or the content's wonderful. I'd love to help you get, you know, whatever. And, um, yeah, so it's important to know that everybody gets those. I get exactly. about 20 of them a week, yeah. but it can really throw people, especially if someone's, for example, just paid you to build their website. Then they get an email from Sanjit saying, greetings of the day, your website SEO is terrible. <laughs> and then you have to defend what you've done. The yeah. thing is, they don't actually look at your site. They no. send the same, they send the same to message to everybody. Yeah. And yeah, these, you know, so then you're going out trying to find an SEO service provider. How do you do that? Well, number one, you should never go to anybody who's emailed you. Number two, you should never get somebody off a, an Upwork or Fiverr site because they have no reputation to mm -hmm. maintain. They can delete that Upwork profile and be gone yes. with your money. So yeah. you want to find somebody that has an established business, has an address, has a client list, is yeah. maybe Australian-based, um, mm -hmm. has had clients like you. Trying to rank a plumber is very yes. different from trying to rank an accountant. Very different. That's yeah? right. Yeah. So they ha have they had other people like you? Can they show you results? Can that will they let you speak to some clients? How long have those people been clients? Because anyone can make anyone's SEO good for like three to six months, but two mm. to three years, very difficult. Yes, exactly. Does the person making the recommendation actually understand SEO in the first place? Mm. Um, it's all these factors, and that's why you know I've got a little free course, which I hope you don't mind me mentioning, called no, SEO SEO Nibbles. Yep. Um, and it explains some of the basics that we've talked about today, but the end day it gives you a a questionnaire to talk with an SEO consultant about so that you can ask them the right questions mm. and then know what their answers should be. So like, you know, if an SEO consultant is coming to you saying, I can get you on the number one page, I guarantee it. You go, Oh, oh, oh that's a, that's a flag. That's a red flag. <laughs> exactly. um, if they're not talking about conversions, if they were, if they're secretive about their methods, yeah. if they pretend they have a special relationship with Google, yeah. all those things are red flags because they're all lies. Um, yes. And also if they try to make you feel dumb, you know, when I'm talking mm. to a bookkeeper, I want them to, I, you know, I know I need to understand BAS and, and revenue versus this, that and the other, but it's a foreign language to me. Yes. So you, you know, I'd rather you explained, you know, these things in, you know, like lines of business, cash reconciliation versus whatever, what? Mm. I don't understand it. So you have to 
yes, use the right language, but expand the explanation. Yeah. And some people are really good at that. They make you feel comfortable and you, you can go away feeling calm. And other people, you get that feeling in your tummy. Yeah. As with any supplier, I think if you get that weird feeling in your tummy, then it's time to not work with that person because it's not yeah. going to get better. It's probably going to get worse. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And as you say, Google, the Google rank doesn't actually mean anything because it's like, so if you say I can get you on page one, it's like on page one for what? Yes. How many well, visits is that going to deliver you my these- site? Yeah. yeah, there could be keywords that they might get you on there, but there's no searches for those keywords. They're not relevant to... They're not conversion. I mean, this is the biggest thing. Like people get you on page one, then they get their money. But that keyword that they've chosen has no conversion intent. Like the people yes. who type that in don't want to buy. They yes. just want it. They want information. They're looking for free you know? information. They're exactly. looking for free information. You don't want that. So I always said this, I've used this analogy with you. You've heard it a million times, but yep. I used to rank number one for the phrase copywriter, which mm. sounds amazing and was great for building up my ego. <laughs> but somebody who types copywriter into Google isn't necessarily a potential client for me. So mm. while that t- keyword term has found loads and loads of traffic and is mm. super competitive, it has no conversion intent. Something yes. like financial services copywriter Sydney for website, yeah. yeah, might only get typed into Google twice a month. Yeah. But the conversion intent on that is so high oh. that if they hit yeah. my page and I deliver, I can convert on that every single time and I can make money out of it. So that, which has maybe traffic of two a month compared to traffic of 20,000, is a yeah. better keyword for me. Because yes, it's right. not about ranking, it's about conversion. And, uh, yeah, and it, uh, that was one of the things I loved what you said in the, in the course, because you teach us how to understand all these different numbers and like you know you teach in so in the recipe for seo success you do go through step by step and show how to research keywords and you know how to plan those keywords out and work out the value and all that kind of thing but you said at the end of the day the number one conversion to track is sales yes am i getting more phone calls that are resulting in somebody becoming a customer that's the real conversion that That really is it you're looking for (laughs) totally you know it's not seo for the sake of seo it's not vanity ranking um it's like how much money are you making because if Mm. you're not making money it's a hobby you know so and and still i seo is getting harder more and more of the search engine results page is taken up with featured answers and videos Mm -hmm. and the local pack and ads but it's still free to a degree. It's still yeah. this amazingly powerful platform. They say that 70% of all business transactions start with a Google search. Yeah. So, you know, that more powerful than Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram and Twitter and Pinterest and email and digital and um, print marketing and sales advertising, more than mm-hmm. all of those, SEO will deliver all of those together and more. Yeah. Um, and even if you only get a tiny percentage of that 70%, it's better than nothing. So the sooner that you start, like you might think, Oh, it's too late. I've left it too late. I'm never going to get there. Start, you yes. know, do something. Um, cause it, you know, the good thing about SEO is although it's a bit of a learning curve, once you start getting it right, it can last a lifetime. You exactly. know, I have posts that I wrote in 2009 mm-hmm. that are still delivering two or 3000 visitors to my month, my mm. website every single month. Yeah, exactly. I love how it's much more permanent when you, whereas you've got AdWords where you're putting the money in and as soon as you stop, it disappears. Whereas the SEO, I mean, you may have competitors come in and try and, you know, knock you out of your spot and things like that. But uh, on the whole, you've got all of these different keywords that you're going to be ranking for and you're just going to it's going to be a much more it's going to build yeah and that's an important thing to say as well like many people like oh i just want to rank for this one phrase you know (laughs) and that's success no you want to rank for hundreds and hundreds of phrases and combinations and google's getting better and better at understanding 
the intent, the la natural language processing is a big yeah. thing with Google at the moment. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it's a, I think it's an exciting thing. It's not mm. overwhelming. No. Um, it's not overly technical. Mm. And it's really something that anyone can do. And the thing is, you don't need to be a brilliant writer. You just need to know your subject matter well. So you just exactly. need to be a good bookkeeper. And yes, that's right, isn't it? Hire a good editor to polish up your writing and get rid of your typos. Even I, who am a professional copywriter, mm. I have an editor who gets rid of my typos. Mm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And we've got, I mean, you know, obviously we've got bookkeepers who don't necessarily love to write. And I guess in that instance, they can either engage a copywriter or they can, you know, try and brush up on their own skills. Like, what would you suggest to somebody who's just like, I'm not a writer? I would suggest that if you sat down for an hour with a friend or somebody and just said, mm. what questions do you have about bookkeeping? And yeah. got a list of 20 questions. And all you did was try to answer those questions and mm. um, not write beautifully, but just try and write a 30 word answer for each of those questions. Yeah. And then you took those pieces of content, those FAQs as such, and you shared them on social media. Yeah. Just that as they are boring, they, they would work. There's a, a different example, but there's a really great HR lady that I follow, a lady called Karen Hillen. And all she does on, on Instagram is put a question. Did you know that if someone works more than 30 hours a week, 38 hours a week, blah, 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 blah. Did you know? And just a single line fact, there's not lots of copy. It's just, did you know? But it's really basic. Yeah. But I just, she turns up every day, posts one of these, did you know? And what did yep. I think? I thought, gosh, she really knows her stuff. Yes. Like, well, I never knew that fact. Wow. That's really interesting to me. Like, I'm not really interested in HR at all, yeah. but she just did it again and again. And then when I needed a HR person, mm. she was the only person I could remember because she turned up again and again That's and again. Right. And she yeah. wasn't necessarily the best writer and she wasn't sharing this verbose blog post of 7,000 words. It was mm -hmm. one tip a yep. day, you know, yep. and it, it made me hire her. So it works. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I love it. It's, that's a really good, it's a nice, simple tip. And mm. like, I think it's something that any bookkeeper can manage, even if they don't feel that their skills are up there. Because I think, I mean, the thing that scares me is that there are, um, there's various providers who say it does, this does appeal to bookkeepers, but they say, hey, come and subscribe to this. It's like a database where they can pick blog like pre-written content um oh, uh, 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 yeah i know i know and um you know sometimes people who work with us they come to us and they say oh yeah like i'm gonna sign up for this and yeah to me that's a bit scary because like not only is it not good for the seo but it's also like the articles are so dull like there's nothing yeah. in there that can help the person to connect with with you well this is it you know a you're going to have what's called duplicate content issues which yeah. could see you being de-ranked yes. and b yes they may get people to your website but they're yeah. not going to convert people on your website people are going to mm -hmm. read those articles they're poorly written they're spun yeah. they're probably written by ai which mm -hmm. is you know can sound reasonably good but i'm going to get through the first couple of lines and go what um yeah <laughs> so you know there's this whole myth that we need to blog every single week to keep mm. google happy we don't Google doesn't reward the most consistent content, the most regular content. It rewards the best content. So, yes. um, but also blogging these days isn't the only route. You know, mm. you can share, you can use social media to drive traffic to your site. You can yep. use video if you're brave enough. Video is hugely powerful. Mm -hmm. um, there's lots of different routes that don't involve writing a thousand word blog post. 
And I'd rather you had no blog posts on your site than a mm. piece of fun content that you bought from some content farm. Oh my gosh, yes. It's probably <laughs> on 50 other accountants and blog bookkeepers websites. Oh my gosh, it scares me. I had to stop looking. Like sometimes I would go, okay, I think this is a duplicate. And then you, you have a look on, so Copyscape, something like yeah. that. There's apps where you can actually check to see if an article's already been published online and you'll see like yeah 20 copies of the same article yeah, of course. On other how, how else could they afford to deliver it so cheaply i mean it's common sense you know so yeah. yeah yes that's right that's right well that's been yeah that's been so helpful and you know like i mean i recommend for anyone to do your courses like definitely i mean you've got a few you've got your wordpress course for people that want to set up their website you're still doing that yeah, so I've got uh, the first course is SEO Nibbles. That's a free uh, yep. little micro course that takes you through the basics. Yep. The next one is the 10-day SEO challenge. You don't have to do it over 10 days, which is like the first <laughs> 10 things anybody yep. should do, regardless of what business they're in. Mm -hmm. Then there's another course, which is about building WordPress websites in an SEO-friendly way. And then the big kahuna is mm. the uh, recipe for SEO success, which is kind mm. of takes you to the level of being able to do SEO uh, a level that an SEO consultant That's would right. offer you. But yeah. Obviously, and you the, have the price of the course is about the price of a month's worth of a professional. So, yeah. you know, it's an investment. It's, it's definitely worth it. It's definitely Thank worth you. it. And you can upgrade to have a private one. Do you still do the private one? on? I don't, I don't so much now, but what oh. I do have, <laughs> what I do have, which I think is even better is now, which didn't exist when you were around is I have a, yep. a membership afterwards, which is a small group membership where you pay yep. like, $50, $60 a month to do month, like coaching calls with me every week and yeah. ask questions. So it's not one-on-one -on -one so much, but um, it's, it's, you know, regular check-ins to go, I tried this, this doesn't work. So there's a whole little flow there. Yes. Um, okay. That's... Just doing something is a start. You know? Exactly. That's really good. Cause I have had a couple of clients. I mean, so, cause we only off, even though we, we do websites for quite a few bookkeepers, but we don't do an ongoing SEO service no. for many. It's quite niche for us. Yeah. And also because of the price point, it's not really Most accessible. People can't afford it, and know? I've had people coming to me lately saying, can you teach me SEO? And I'm like, go to Kate because oh, like I could you. try to teach you. But I think if they go directly to you and, and do the program, they'll get so much more than what they can. Well, I send my bookkeepers your way. You send <laughs> yes. It's all the back yeah. scratch economy. It's very important. Yeah, that's right. So, um, yeah, I, thank you so much for your, you know, your time and your, you know, like your tips have been really good. I love the way that you just explain things in such a straightforward way with Thank no fluff you. so people can kind of learn something from that and um i'll pop links to your seo nibbles and the 10 what was the, the 10? SEO challenge i'll send you all my links yeah send me all your links and i'll <laughs> pop those in and then um yeah anyone who's thinking of brushing up on their seo skills i definitely recommend that thank you, you so much work. Amy it's thank a... you so much as well for your time and um yeah I hope you're um yeah hope you enjoy the rest of your week hope you feel better soon <laughs> I will and sorry for all the disturbances and wiggling around but um, no I don't think anyone much. heard it so <laughs> all good all good so um yeah thanks everyone for listening in again and I will catch up with you next Friday I have no idea what the topic is going to be but we've got a couple <laughs> more guests coming up in the next few months so um, we'll probably be continuing on our theme of being able to manage your time a little bit better but we've got a few marketing um, sessions and marketing related topics coming up as well so have an amazing weekend and I'll see you next Friday um, actually I won't see you but you'll hear me and until then stay savvy
Thank you for listening to The Bookkeeper's Voice. We'll be back next week, so subscribe to future episode notifications. Do you want to be more efficient? Get instant access to our free template of the month. Visit thesavvybookkeeper.com.au slash freebie. Would you love to connect with other Savvy Bookkeepers to get support and ideas? Join the Savvy Bookkeeper Facebook group. Do you need help with pricing, marketing, web design or business planning? Visit thesavvybookkeeper.com.au to see our services. Until next time, stay savvy.